Hey everybody, welcome to episode 142 of For the Love of Guns. Today, I've got a really great guest for you. It is none other than the Pew Pew Jew himself, Yehuda Remmer. Now, it's been about a year since Yehuda was on. Actually, I filmed that episode when I was traveling on the East Coast. I was actually at my in-law's house, and uh, this time I get to do it in the studio. And it's really great to catch up with him because there's been a lot of things that have happened over the past year, and we catch up on it. We have a lot of stuff that we talk about in the beginning, and then I'm telling you, we get pretty serious halfway through to the end. So you're going to want to stick around and hear really what's going on. Before we talk to Yehuda, it's time to really spotlight a few companies that I really think that you need to check out. Now, the first one is Hold My Guns. Now, it's not a company. It's really a 501c3 organization that I absolutely love what they're doing there. They are making red flag laws obsolete. And what's great is they're doing it with existing laws on the books. That's right. If we have someone that has a just a, a family crisis going on and we need to get the firearms out of the house, there's no need to get law enforcement involved. They can go into the network of FFLs. They can check their firearm in and get it out of the house. And then whenever that crisis is taken care of, it's time to get the firearms back. They go in, check them back out. Super cool thing. And like I said, they're using the existing laws. Definitely go support this organization. They're doing some amazing work out there. The second organization is Ammo Squared. Man, I really love Ammo Squared because they're thinking of ammo way different than we think about it normally. They're thinking of it, well, as ammo, but ammo as an investment. I mean, think about that. Ammo prices fluctuate just like the market. Economy goes weird, ammo prices go weird. Go check out Ammo Square because they're thinking outside the box on your ammo purchases. And what's great is you can store the ammo there in their climate controlled and insured facility and then get it back when you want. But what happens if you buy too much of one caliber? No problem. You can work with them to say, hey, I've got too much nine millimeter. Can I get some 45 instead? They'll take care of that for you. Go check out Ammo Squared. I have a link down below. Now it's time to talk to Yehuda. Yehuda, tell me about your love of guns. Hey, everyone. My name is Yehuda Reamer, uh, also known as the Pew Pew Jew. Uh, I write children's books that you can see behind me, as well as have some of the most fun, energetic, self-deprecating, two-way apparel and merchandise online. Well, that's the funny thing about, uh, about you is that, um, <laughs> I mean, just having... The Pew Pew Jew, you have the name there. But then watching you roll around SHOT Show with a bagel holster. I mean, that's just like, I mean, that's yeah. just awesome. Just watching. Yeah, I have my bagel. Yeah, there it right is. There. You got a little bagel holster. I mean, it's 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 one of those things of it's, you get into the thing of you just can't take yourself too seriously, right? I mean, you got to have some fun. And no, a hundred percent. I mean, I mean, look, look what I'm wearing on my back right now. This just came in today, so I'm excited. Oh, let's see. Hold on. Let me move my chair. Hold on. You see that? Can you see that? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Where is it? There we go. 
Jew, Jewish Space Laser Force, right? Like, yeah. Right? So it's just one of those things that you need to take yourself, you know, you got to take your job seriously, but you don't have to take yourself seriously. Yeah. And it's funny because that's one of the things, that, you know, for me, it, it, that's a, that has been a journey for me. You know, my, my channel's, wow, six years old now. I can't even think it's that, that, that old. And it really wasn't until this year that I started, I think, just having fun, right? Because it's one of those things of um, we got into the the year-end podcast. And I got a bunch of people on, and then we were just kind of making fun of things on Quora. I found all these questions on Quora. I was like, what happens if, you know, I break into your house and start yelling at you for being a gun owner? And we just we just had fun with it, right? And then this year I started doing some shorts where I came up with different personas and um, <laughs> I'm just having fun with it now. Right. I still have my serious content, but I, I just, I can't, I, you know, it, yeah, look, you gotta, I you relax sooner or later. Right. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll give you the, uh, the literally it's the perfect example, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I'll give you the perfect example. High point, right. People yep. always ask me, People always ask me, "What's your favorite gun company?" And I always yeah, I say, love "High the story. Point. <laughs> I right. I always say "High Point," and they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, "You didn't ask me what my favorite gun is. What's my favorite gun company?" High Point, and the reason is they are the only gun. Oh, sorry, the only gun company that knows their place, knows what they sell, and they own it. And if okay. you come after them, if you come after them and make fun of them they already made fun of themselves. Yeah. They're under no they're under no illusion that they left, hey, they left you nowhere to go. Right. They they they, they left, they left it you nowhere to go. Yeah. Exactly. And and um it's why it's why I love High Point because look, they've been around for I don't know how many years. I've been in the industry for seven years. Um but I have no doubts they've been around for significantly longer. Yet they're still here. And their guns, yeah. like the most expensive guns, like $250, right? Like they are still here and they're here for a reason because people know what they, what you get with a high point yeah. and people are under no illusion yet their marketing is spot on. It is. It is. It's funny because I had them on last year and we got talking about this and they're, because even just talking to them at shot, they're like, we know what we are. I mean, those, they, those just flat out say, we know what we are and they don't, they don't care. They're just like, Hey, look, it's, we have an inexpensive gun with a lifetime warranty that's made here in the U S that's, that's what we yeah. are. It's like, we're not, we're not a SIG. We're not a Ruger. We're, we're high point. Yeah. Just deal with it. And, and I, I always say, excuse me again. Sorry. I'm not for all your followers. I'm kind of under yeah. the weather. So, Yehuda and I were talking before we started recording. The Shot Show sickness has kind of hit both of us like a week or two after Shot Show, um, and we're not the only ones in the industry. I've talked to several other people that it's like the same thing. Um, last week, I lost my voice a little bit. Um, even now, I can kind of hear the little frogginess in it. But yeah, so Yehuda's kind of got the got I mean, the, the, you, le- the delayed shot like I do. Yeah, I mean, you you hear my voice. It's it's like yeah. shot. So. But yeah, so you know, I think I think having a very a, a real sense of humor, 
Um, I have people criticizing a lot of my my merchandise, and you know, I am who I am. You don't have to like it. I'm happy with you no know, gun controls, not kosher, and all my other fun stuff. And if people don't like it, that's fine. You want to criticize it, that's fine. I I, I get it. I, I, you're entitled to your opinion. Well, and the thing is, I think I think probably one of the the most shocking designs of yours is the the AR-15, the the uh, cattle cars. Yeah, people with ARs don't get in cattle cars. It's. I think that's the most shocking. What's so funny is, is that knowing you, and you know, and and what's funny is is not. I'm not a Jew. Just just seeing you, you know, the first time I saw that, I'm like, ooh, and I'm like, but that's Yehuda. That that that's, that that it yeah. makes sense, right? And yeah, I like, don't, I don't, I don't stir the pot. I just tip it over. Yeah, right. Exactly. Totally. And that's the thing is that you're 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 you have a message and you're delivering that method that message with uh man like ruthless accuracy right now i mean you're on about a year ago uh somewhere around now it was a year ago and you know like i was saying uh, before we started recording the past year you have been on fire in the industry i mean you have you you've gone places that like some of us could only imagine i mean you're now on on boards of companies yeah um this past year has been a real blessing uh it it, i'm on the board of directors for the second amendment institute with alan west um alan west actually oh i have it at my feet hold on let me see alan west actually gifted me a gun let me see if this is the right one i have two rifles by my feet nope wrong one uh, um, yeah, Alan West gifted me a gun and then, um, you know, put me, well, not put me, but nominated me to be on the board of directors of the Second Amendment Institute, uh, Fox News, I was on with Sebastian Gorka. Um, it's been a, a pretty crazy year and, you know, this has been kind of my my baby from Alan West as a, as he said in the for my defense of the Second Amendment as well as my people. Um right, let's put you up there. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. there we go. That's awesome, dude. That yeah. It's a watchtower firearms. It comes with a matching magazine, but this is kind of, you know, my uh my my rifle. And I absolutely love it. I mean it was really, you know, just completely out of the blue and humbling i went shooting with alan and you know it it was really humbling and um it's just been a it's been a crazy year uh despite social media killing me now um and even killing me this past year you know i've doubled my following in one year um so it's been it's been crazy it's definitely been a wild year um and and a very blessed year so so, I mean, so, and that's the thing is you've been doing this for seven years. This is something that has not happened overnight. This right. is something that has been a labor of love. Um, you have just slaved over your brand. Um, talk a little bit about that. I mean, because people like it, it, you know, for me being a content creator, I know behind the scenes, there's a lot of work that, that happens, but Tell me a little bit about the behind the scenes of you and, you know, what kind of led up to this? I mean, really, all it is is, you know, 
the proverbial knocking on door, you know, a, a salesman knocking on doors, right? I mean, that's really what I did. If there was a podcast I wanted to be on, or if there was a person at Shacha that I wanted to meet, I mean, I would wait in line for an hour to meet someone just to give them my business card. And yeah, people are like, well, that's a waste of time. I'm like, okay, it might be a waste of time, but I mean, there are there are individuals in the industry, and again, I don't. I'm just telling you what I've learned. That is, I'm not trying to you know boost my ego. But there are individuals in the industry who are really big names who talk about me in a very positive way behind my back. And I only know this because I'll meet someone. They're like, oh, man, I was just talking with so-and-so. And he said, you're the guy to talk to, that you're awesome. And and this is just something, you know, from the get-go, seven years ago, my first shot show. Um, and uh, I would, like I said, just knock on doors. Uh, here's my business card. Here's a copy of my book. I've invested money into myself by, you know, getting copies of my book and giving them out. I gave out a hundred copies of the new book that I had this year. Um, and you know, I, I invest in myself and I invest in my business and I use my, my abilities to be a people person as well as, you know, um, have somewhat of a business mind. The Pew Pew Jew is a one-man show, right? I, I do everything. Um, there's nothing I don't do. So, um, I, I can definitely relate with that because the Rogue Banshee is a one-man show too. I, it, it's me, everything. Right. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, but you know, um, really what it is, is, you know, uh, I'm not afraid to ask. I'm not, I'm not afraid to ask if, if I know, if I, there's someone I want to meet and I know someone who knows someone Hey, can you introduce me? If they say no, yeah. okay, move on to the next one. But like you'll, fig- you'll figure a way around it. Yeah, figure a way around it, and and that's really how I've how, how I've done it. Is that um, I'll take no for an answer, but it's not it doesn't shut the door. I'll just move on yeah. to the next person. It's it's not the final answer. It's yeah. not the final answer. Yeah, no, it, it's funny how you say. You know, with the exception, this year was a little different for me for shot because I had a lot of meetings and I was trying to to build a few relationships I already started. But like my first year at shot was going booth to booth to booth to booth, um, meeting as many people as I could, getting as many business cards as I can, because that's you know I play to my strength. My strength is conversation. I I, I can talk to people. I can have great conversations with people. The problem is, is that I have, man, like five minutes in a booth at shop. I can't really create a deep connection. I can at least create a connection. Then, you know, when I go to shop, I'm looking for podcast guests. Yes, I'm a content creator, but I'm looking for podcast guests. And I've met some amazing people in this in this industry just from going, you know, and asking questions. You know, I had um, Diana Muller's been on twice. Um, I got introduced, you know, through, through a whole series of events, I eventually got to Diana <laughs> and I never thought about that. And then, uh, le- you know, late last year, I had this idea. I sent her an email and she's like, let's do it. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. This is going to happen. Um, yeah. Diana's awesome. She is. She really is an amazing person. And that's what it really is all about is just. Just keep on, if this is what you want to do, it's not really letting anything stopping you from doing it. 
Um, you know, there's right. been many a times where I'm just like, I'm tired. I just want to, I, I, I just, I just got to stop. Um, right. Last year I took about a month off. Um, and I have just a lot of personal things happen in my life at the time, but then it's just getting back up, you know, pulling yourself back up going, all right, it's time to get back at it. You know, I, I said I was going to take four weeks off. I ended up taking three weeks off fourth week. I was, I was right back at it. Um, right. So, and that's why what I admire so much about you is that it's, is your tenacity. You, you set a goal and you're like, you have no doubt that you're going to achieve that goal. It's just, yeah. uh, how are you going to get there? Right. If, if there is something I'm dead set on doing, then there is no stopping me. Um, yeah. If, if I decide that it's just not worth my time, that's, that's the only thing that will stop me. Um, I've helped a lot of people in our industry help them get you know, their books written. And uh, one of the things I tell them at the beginning is like, you need to understand that your biggest obstacle is yourself. If yeah. this is something if this is something you want to do, you shut up, sit down and do it. You don't make excuses, you just do it. Yep. So um, yeah, that's that's what I do. Uh, if, if I start a project and I feel like it's just not worth the effort, then I'll just hey, you know what? not worth the effort now, shelve it. Um, some people told me that, you know, aren't you, don't you feel like you're quitting on a project? I'm like, nope, uh, I'm shelving it because I don't think it is lucrative right now. I don't think it is what we need right now. So I will, I mean, I have three books that are almost done that I shelved. It's not the right time for it. So that, and that's the thing is you got to know, you got to know your audience and when. Um, and, and when to actually release something, right? Um, exactly. And, and what's so funny is <laughs> you you had a book, uh, we talked about it last time, where people didn't get the joke of the book, right? Um, <laughs> and yeah. it's so funny because when I, I remember I first got, I got my copy, I, I, you know, I bought it and I got it and I'm just like, I had a WTF moment and then I went, wait, it's Yehuda. I get, I get it now. Right. I totally get it now. Um, yeah, that, that book is still giving me, uh, still giving that. I'm ha- yeah. Pe- pe- some people are just dumb, um, on social media. I should have brought dumb. mine to shot show to get you to, to sign. I totally forgot to do that. And running around getting all my stuff to, Hello? Am I by myself? Uh, as, as my internet drops right when I was yes. in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a big drop right there. I was like, Hello? <laughs> there was a big drop. And there, there, were a few, uh, there were a few East Coast words that came out of my mouth. When it <laughs> 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 um, but anyways, um, no, I broke, I broke. Yeah, I was, I was trying to get everything ready for shot. It's funny I had the book out and I totally forgot to get it to, to get you to sign. But no, it's it, that's the thing uh, about you is you have it. Like for instance, like when you go to the Pew Pew Jews website, the first thing that pops up is the sign for you know sign up for the newsletter, and it's like your option of no is no. I like to report my neighbors, and I'm just like 
only your website could pull this off, right? Because you got to know, you really have to know Yehuda to get this joke, right? It's just awesome. Yeah. Do you know how many people have emailed me saying that I forced them into signing up? Signing up. They refused. They feel, they, they they feel, feel shamed. They feel shamed. shamed. You, no, I report yeah. my neighbors. You, you shame them into signing up. Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah, it says yeah. it says you know. Do you want to sign? Do you want to subscribe to my newsletter? It's yes, I support yeah. freedom, or no, I report my neighbors. This is awesome. <laughs> and yeah, that, I mean, but that's but that's me, right? Like, like you got a little George Orwell in you there. Well, uh, you know, a little George Orwell, George Carlin. You George know, Carlin. Like, yeah. You know, I'm I'm like I said, I I enjoy life. I enjoy immensely what I do. And um, you either like my humor and you like me or you don't. And if you don't, I really don't care. It's not. Yeah. The only it's people. Just not for you, right. Right. The only people in this life. And, and I'll give you an example. You now, whenever you're talking with your wife and something like that, you know, that at one point in a relationship, the idea of what do you want written on your tombstone does come up. Yeah. And I told and I told my wife, I said, you know what I don't want written on my tombstone? She goes, What? I said, Beloved father, beloved husband. She looked at me, she's like, Why? I'm like, because the only people in this world that needs to know that I was a loving father and a loving husband are you and the kids. Yep. No one else. It is no one else's business. I want to be remembered. If people are going to be walking by my grave, I want them to see something like, you know, uh, you know, help defend the Jewish people, right? That's what I want to be remembered as. So it's the same thing. In, in the only people I have to make sure that I'm okay with them liking who I am is my wife and kids. Other than that, I don't care about my in-laws. I don't care about my parents, my siblings. No one makes a difference except my wife and my kids. And as long as they're okay with me, then screw everybody else. And and that's really my 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 worldly my worldly view. And I know that could I know that might sound to some people harsh or conceited or something like that, but at the end of the day, I just I have my close friends and people that I appreciate. And within the gun world there are probably very few people that I would feel bad disappointing, but yeah. overall it's, it's my wife and kids and that's it. I don't need more than that. Well, it's funny. Cause I had this discussion. I was on a, a it was a few years ago. I was on a, a panel and before for everybody li- listening or watching to this, usually before a podcast starts, there's the, everybody there, there's chat that goes on before there's chat that goes on after. And then the before chat, they got talked. Somebody was talking about like, they have so many friends and I'm just like, you're an idiot. And they're like, what do you mean? I go, I have, I have three friends. And they're like, you have three friends. Like I have three friends. And, and he's like, okay. I go, there's a hierarchy. I go, I have friends, buddies, and acquaintances. And your actions determines where you sit in that. And they go, well, what does that mean? I go, it's my level of trust in you. Right. Exactly. And I, and I said, look, I go, 
two of the two of my friends I've I literally trust my life with. We went through thir- search and rescue school together. We 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 served in the Coast Guard Auxiliary together. I have no problems putting my life in their hands. The other one was a, the other person is a person I worked with years ago. That you know we go through that. He goes, well, what about your wife? I go, that's a completely different plane that no one else will ever get to. Exactly. Here. Exactly. You know, it's funny. I, I said the same thing um, that you know, during COVID, we had a bunch of, well, not a bunch, three or four couples that we still hung out with, you know, kind of be ungovernable, screw the government type of deal. And we got together and, and on our Sabbath and we, you know, stuff like that. And it made me realize that there are a lot of other people in the community who I'm friendly with. But never once did they reach out saying, hey, do you guys need anything, blah, blah, blah. Um, and these four couples were the ones that did reach out. And we got together with them. And, you know, to this day, I, my wife and I were out, was it last, maybe yesterday? And, you know, I was kind of thinking that, like, you know, you always, right, well, guys, well, we always think about what, what would we do if we win the lottery? And I told my wife, I said, you know, if we won a lot of money, we a couple hundred million dollars, even a hundred, even a hundred million dollars. I said, I would pick our four or five closest friends, people who we truly like and get together with them. I would drop a million dollar check on all of them. Easy. And it would be like, yeah, without even thinking about it. I'm like, here, this is for you to get and to get out of any sort of financial difficulty you might have to buy a house, to do what you want with it in your life. I'm not asking for anything in return except the continuing support that you've always given me. That's it. Yeah. And my wife else me, she's like, nothing changes. It just nothing changes. Just I'm in yeah. I'm I'm in the position where I can give back and I want to make sure that my friends are taken care of because you know um, there's a lot of people who a lot of people in my in my community who majority of my community looked at me when my first book came out and said, you know, you're crazy, you're insane, you're a gun nut, you're a conspiracy theorist. And then there was that core group who were just like, hell yeah, man, you go get it because this is important and we love what you're doing. And those people will forever have a place in the hierarchy above everyone else. Um, And, you know, those are the people that I'll be like, hey, I win the lottery, I get my big chunk of money. First thing I do is... Here's a million dollar check for you, for you, and for you. Go pay off, you know. Go pay off your mortgage. Go buy that house that you always wanted. Yeah. Um, pay, you know, pay your credit card bill. Whatever, whatever. You want to go take a, a, a vacation using that money? Vacation's sure. on me. Enjoy it. So, yeah. Well, so, so, so it, it's funny to hear people because I, you know, I, I love how you how you think with this because I think the same way. Um, and it's, it's just one of those things of, you you know, you know, you know who your friends are, right? I mean, I know who my friends are because they're, you know, my friends are the people I trust explicitly, right? Um, I've had people make it into the friends, but go back, um, because it's your actions that determines things. You know, I have a, I have a really, really close buddy of mine who will never, ever be a friend. And I know he will never be a friend because of one thing that happened. It's not major, but it happened. 
and it's never happened since. But it's it just showed that I I don't have explicit trust in you, but it, it's okay, right? It's I I still love the guy. I I yeah, you know he, he's he's a really good he's a really good buddy of mine. He's just never going to be that friend, um, right? So going back to the book, so you had a new book, yeah, this year, yes. Talk a little bit I about the new book. Ah, uh, so the new book was great. Um, I did the new book because my kids are a bunch of slobs and they, uh, they left a, they left where's Waldo out in like our hallway, like upstairs where all the bedrooms are. They just, it's sitting on the floor in the middle of the hallway. No one decided to pick it up. And I was like, Oh man, I love where's Waldo. I'm like, someone should do a where's Waldo for gun owners. And I'm like, wait, I'm a child author. I will. So I came out with spot Gilly. Right. It's a, Where's Waldo? There. Yeah, there you go. Spot right here. There. It's where's Waldo? Oh, look at that! I saw five stars. I didn't even know I had reviews yet on yeah, that. Five star rating. Um, three ratings. Five stars. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's a it's a really fun book uh, that I kind of came up with because my kids are slobs, and now I have Spot Gilly books on the floor because my kids are slobs, and. Um, but it was worth it, you know. It was – I got to work with a lot of really companies, and, you know, I like to give them a shout-out. So um, if you indulge me, you know, I got Absolutely. to work with, like, like AR15.com, Modern Gun School, um, my friend Patty Catter, Wake Up With Patty Catter. It's a great podcast. Caleb House, Pack Pack, Gray Man Solutions, Gunfighter Canyon in Arizona. Our buddy Rob Pincus of Vidity Arms sponsored yeah. a page. Defcon three. Yeah, he's been on. Uh, he's yeah. been on talking. Yep, absolutely great yep. guy. So Defcon three, Refuge Medical, Sons of Liberty Gunworks sponsored two pages. Patmos Firearms and Gideon Optics. So yep. the all Jordan, the Jordan Van Roe group there. Yeah, yeah, Jordan's yep. awesome. I love him. So Jordan, yeah, Jordan and I. Um, so I have the um, God. Just had it up here. I put it away. Um, I was. I was the first person to do the MUP one build. Um, oh, nice. So I was the first one to do the video. That's the one that uh, two years ago gave me a, a channel strike and the five senators took the video down. Um, so, awesome. yeah, I, 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 it's so funny. People are like, man, you should wear that as a badge of honor. I go, totally wear that as a badge of honor. Oh, absolutely. Um, There's no reason why you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, uh, yeah, Jordan is... He is, he's an amazing person when you get to know him. Um, he's a very, very generous person. Yeah. Period. Absolutely. He just is. Um, but, but yeah, it's funny. I, I'm looking around. I like, it's like the one time I actually cleaned and I had a whole bunch of JSD parts here just, just actually hours ago. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a, it, it's a great group of, of guys there. And um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. So, so um, uh, yeah, so, so they, you know, a bunch of companies sponsored us individual page and uh, yeah, now there's where's Waldo for gun owners. That's awesome. Um, that, and, and for anybody that doesn't know, Yehuda does write children's books. Um, uh, now, yeah, right up there. So, 
Now, I'll put a link down below for everybody for the first episode that Yehuda was on with me. Um, We talked about his whole journey to firearms ownership, which we're not going to rehash because, well, (laughs) just go watch, just go go watch or listen to the other episode. Um, But for the basic story here, Yehuda, is you came up with no firearms, basically. Yeah. And then go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I grew up in an apolitical home where firearms were never talked about. I basically thought I was a Democrat my entire life because right, all Jews are Democrat. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until later in my life, and when I mean later, I mean, I'm 39 now, but probably when I was around 24, 25 is when I started pe- kind of paying attention to the political to political scene. And it wasn't until I was about maybe 27, 28, when I bought my first gun. So I've only really been a gun owner for about 11 years, uh, give or take. Um, but What's bo- funny is boy, your journey Your time. journey since you became a gun owner has been like, I mean, you, you, you took a rocket straight up. Yeah, I mean, 11 years worth, but here's the thing. When I became a gun owner and I don't consider my journey in the gun world, uh, I guess, relevant, if you will, um, until January of 2017, because that's when my first book came out. So, you know, before that, it took me five and a half years to get my first book published. But once I got it published, once it came out, then it was just, I mean, definitely not definitely not a short road but not something that was a 20-year fight to get you know noticed so now coming to that because you you went into the children's books because you you're there's not a whole lot of content out there for children for firearms i mean everybody you hear in the news children's and firearms they don't mix but yet I don't know. When I was a kid, I started learning firearm safety when I was seven. And, you know, that has led me all the way through my life. There's something about firearms when you are brought into it the right way and taught safety, you learn respect. You learn respect to the firearm, what it can do. You start learning respect for the world around you. And really that's, that's what I love about you coming in. You know, people will write books um, you know, I've, I, I know some of the authors, they, they, and they write good books, but you have a, a very, you know, a, a, you have a very good grasp of your audience of kids because you're a father. I am. I have four spawns at home. Four spawns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got four of my own, um, at home and, you know, uh, a friend of mine just, I'll give you a good example. A friend of mine just uh, sent me a manuscript of a book he wrote. And he's supposed to call me to talk about it. And my bit, my one big critique on it is when you read it, it sounds like a your second grade teacher who just had a perm and bad onion breath uh, wearing that flower dress and those big, you know, square glasses. It sounds like she's sitting there, you know, with her back straight reading a book and that might've been good when we were younger, but I I think there needs to be more energy in the book. 
And that's what I'm going to tell them. You know, uh, you don't have to rewrite the whole thing, but maybe it's, just it's rewrite it. It's technically right. It's just not written for the audience. It, right. Right. It's, it's like you need to, what I basically am going to tell them is imagine if you were reciting or, you know, your kid, you, you're cuddling up with your kids at bedtime and they're like, daddy, tell us a, tell us a fun story. Right. You're not going to sit there and said, and then there was this happening. And then after that, this happened. No, it's like, you know, then the big bear came and screamed, you yeah. know, like meaning, right. So, you know, you got to kind of dumb it down. And for me, you know, I'm super immature, so it's very easy for me to dumb things down because um, I just bring it to my own level. Um, and <laughs> you, you it live works. the inner child in yourself. Oh, God, yeah. My wife says she has five kids. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's just one of the things that, that that's what I do is that, you know, um, there was no one doing – there was no one writing kids' books on the market uh, if, on firearms safety, firearms education. There was nothing on the market. And um, – I uh, I did it. You saw, and you yeah, know. you saw, you saw you saw a gap in the market, and you capitalized on it. And I don't want to say capitalize yeah. like capitalize. You, I mean, there there. No, I did. I capitalized there. on it. I, I, I capitalized on it. I mean, there, there was no one doing what I'm doing. I have nine books out now. I'm working on my tenth. Right before we went live, my illustrator sent me the cover of the new book, and um, you know, uh, it's got to make some tweaks still, but. Um, you know, uh, hopefully by shot show next year, I'll have my 10th book out. So, and, and that's 10 books within, by the time Shosh rules, and that's 10 books in eight years. So, um, you've only been a firearms owner for 11. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, about 12 yeah, by then. Yeah. Right. But, you know, I'm just, I, I'm incredibly passionate about what I do and, and, um, you know, my kid, my, my, my two older ones are they're like, oh, that's such a nerd. But my, my seven year old, my seven year old, he, he's my favorite. Hopefully my kids don't see this, but my seven year old, um, he, he looks at me as an absolute rock star. Like my dad's famous. He's been on TV. He does celebrity appearances. Like he talks it up and I love that kid. Um, he, yeah, I mean, my other two are older, so they're like, dad, doing his thing again, you know, like what all kids do, right? But like my seven-year-old is still at that point where when I was on Fox News and God, it was like October, November, October, I don't know, something like that. You know, I came home and he's like, I watched you on TV. It was so cool. And then like he, he made, you know, he, he went to school the next day and he was telling all of his friends, my dad was on TV. He's, and I love that. He's just, he's, he's he excited. So he's so excited. So, you know, for me, um, you know, I, I, I love it, but yeah, just, I found a niche and I'm running with it. So let me ask you this. I'm going to change yeah. tones just a little bit. Um, well, I was going to change tones a lot of bit. So, for you, Yehuda, you're a very you're a very religious person. You're very yes. deep in your faith. Over the past few months, a little more than a few months, a lot of things have changed. How yep. do you how do you deal with that with your kids? I mean, we we oh, my, start my, seeing my, things open open anti semitism now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you see a lot of Jews 
you know, protesting and we need we need more government intrusion. And I'm like, screw that. We live in a country that affords us the Second Amendment. Now, granted, it's for tyranny, but you want to be anti-Semitic? That's your freedom of speech. You want to try to attack me? Ha- hashtag why I carry. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, it's one of those things that uh, um, I'm doing an event tomorrow uh, for an organization, and I the, man, the director called me. And I can't talk about it yet, but, you know, something happened in Houston and for this at, at the same organization that I'm doing, I'm doing photography. Uh, I get to shoot people for money tomorrow night. Um, and uh, the same organization that I'm working for tomorrow night, they were supposed to have an event tonight. And at the place they were supposed to have the event, there was vandalism and, and, um, and a lot of bad stuff. Um, so I asked the, the director of the organization, like, are you going to have security at tomorrow night's event? And she said, yes. I said, okay, well, please let them know that the photographer (laughs) is going to be be armed. And, you know, if God forbid something happens, don't shoot the dude with the camera, you know? Um, (laughs) but but no, I, I, you know, I'm, it, it definitely, a lot of things have changed. My kids are, are well aware of what's happening. I don't hide it from my kids. They, they need to know, they need to keep their eyes, you know, keep their head on the swivel, stay vigilant. Um, and, uh, but you know, I carry a couple extra mags on me when I go out now. Um, and you know, I'm just, it's unfortunate because you know I, we we live now in a world where you know I took my daughter to a Cirque du Soleil show last night, um, and just I'm wearing my yarmulke, but like the whole time, you know, even though I know people aren't looking, but you still feel the eyes, yeah, looking and and like you know I I want my daughter to have a good time, but yet my head's on a swivel the whole time. Your, uh, to make your sure job that is to make sure that she has a good time and is safe. So, <laughs> right, which, which is unfortunate your... because because then I don't get that be have as good of a time as I yep. want. Right, and that's that's unfortunately the world we live in. But um, as a parent, that you know, you want what's best for your child. So, I had my my fair share of going to fun shows and not having to worry when I was younger. And now I want my kids to have the same thing, except. Now I carry a gun to make sure they're safe. So now with all this going on, the, the thing that drives me nuts about what's going on is there, we now have people, you know, advocating for people, for a whole other people who hate us to cheered when nine 11 happened at the expense of I mean, people who love us. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was on the podcast and we were talking about funding. Um, should we cut funding to Israel? It's amazing to me how no one is calling to defund money to Pakistan, to Iran, to countless other countries that the U.S. sends money to. But when it comes to Israel, the one real ally that America has in the Middle East, we need to cut funding to all of them. How about we start cutting funding to all of the Muslim nations that say death to America? 
Well, it's the thing is we and, we seem to want to give our money away to the people that hate us the most. Yeah, and it's all because liberals are dumbasses. That's really what it comes out to. I mean, they're they they're just a bunch of mental case lunatics who are in it for themselves, uh, especially the leadership, the Democratic Party. No, all of I, I, I mean, I'm sure it's happened in the Republican Party too, but they're all getting kickbacks somehow. Yeah, all of them are becoming exactly. more wealthy as they leave, and and that's what it comes down to: is they don't care about America, they don't care about the people, <coughs> they care about lining their pockets, and if that means that we need to give money to nations that are calling for the death to America, like like what do we care? We don't care. So. Yeah, it's it's business. It's it's always business up there. I mean, for me, I know the audience out there. I I'm very hard on politicians. I'm extremely hard on politicians, um, and I think that's my job to be hard on politicians. I think everybody's job is to be hard on politicians. You know, that's I got good. into an I got into a I wouldn't say a, a, an argument. It was more of a, a a debate, and I remember it was about Obama and. This guy was like, yes. I'm like, you're an idiot. He's like, well, you're just mad. I think it was a McCain was the first uh, first time he ran. Um, and he's like, you're just mad that McCain lost. And I go, you do know there's more than two parties, right? And like, they're, they went in through vapor lock, right? Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, he's like, well, you're just mad your candidate didn't win. I go, no, I'm not mad that my guy lost. I'm mad that you think a politician is going to make your life better. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, that's, that's the thing. It's, it's business. when you get to that, when you get to that upper level level, that is business like no other business in the world. Um, yeah. And only if, Absolutely. only if you get a taste of it. Yeah. And um, so really what I want to do is kind of transition off of that though. You know, we have all this stuff going on where, you know, it's now it, 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 in a matter of months. It seemed like everything the tables just got switched all around. How do we now get people reengaged and involved to go? Hey, look, this is not right. I need. To, I need. I've got a voice, but I just don't know what to do with it. I mean, you you need to look at the organizations that are out there, right? You need to look. I'm going to guess we're talking about, you know, Second Amendment issues. So, we'll you know, we'll you, go with Second Amendment, yeah. Cause, we'll go with Second Amendment. You know, you have you have Gun Owners of America. You have Second Amendment Foundation. You have uh, Firearms Policy Coalition, the Second Amendment Institute, which I'm a board member of. Um, you have some really good organizations out there. Um, and I'm, I will say you have NRA. However, let's wait to see what they do with new leadership. Um, but, I, I get, you know, you, you have – It tells me it's going to be more of the same. Um, I'm hoping, I'm be. hoping it's not, but it might be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's not too. Yeah. Um, I think, I think current board members saw what happened, uh, under the leadership in the last, you know, five, 10 years under the leadership of Pitt LaPierre. Yeah. And I think maybe they'll wake up saying, okay, uh, you know, we, we need, they force LaPierre out. We need to be doing something Excuse me, different. Yeah. But, so, you know, you, you definitely, there's organizations out there where if you don't want to use your voice, then at least donate to the organizations that are using their voice as your voice, right? The mouthpiece pieces. Um, 
I just had a meeting with someone. Um, I don't know if it's going to pan out. I'm going to guess not. But, um, you know, there's an organization out there who I reached out to and I said, hey, look, uh, now is the time if you guys want to really expand your base. Um, I said, use me, right? Use me as a as a brand ambassador slash, you know, um, spokesperson for your organization. I'm happy to do it and bring in, for example, the Jewish crowd. No one, no one out there is reaching out to the Jewish crowd. No one. There is not one organization, no, not one gun rights organization that is actively pursuing the Jewish crowd. And I think that is a absolute travesty um, for none other than I talk about all the time how, yeah, buying a gun and learning to tra- and train with it is great. However, if you're not defending the two-way, then yeah. you're going to lose the two-way. Right. So because yeah. if I, if everything I, you just invested in can go away. Right. So if I can sit there and bring in more membership to an organization that actually does good work, then that allows growth in the 2A world, which strengthens it. So I'm waiting to hear back from them because um, that would be very cool if it actually pans out. But, you know, um, man plan, God laughs. So, And because the reason why I wanted to go through this thing is, you know, we had talked before, you, you, you have lived in Israel before, and gun ownership in Israel is pretty tight, at least until <laughs> recent times. It, it's, it, even, it still is. It, it so still they, is incredibly tight. So, so walk me through this a little bit. I mean, we, we've heard in the news it's still, you know, it's like all of a sudden they were starting to release permits. It, but So they were starting it, to release know, permits. So, sorry. So, you know, that's what I'm saying is, you know, we're seeing, that, we're seeing this thing because this is another thing about the media is we hear something, but it, just because we hear it, it's not really the truth. Okay, so to my knowledge, to what I understand, talking to friends, so basically before October 7th, you had um, Israelis, to get a permit, you had to go into, have like a meeting, they had to interview you, then there was, you know, a background check, and then you had to register your firearm, whatever it was, and once you registered one pistol, that's all you were allowed to own, one pistol, only 50 rounds of ammo at any given time in your home, no no long guns at all, not even a twenty two. Like you could not own any kind wow. of long gun. Um and like um now permits are being given I think within a week, but you still have to have an interview, so you know, you still have to jump on the phone. Which again, we saw what happened in a matter of five hours. Now you're still telling people, Hey, you still have to wait a week to get approved, <laughs> which, which is crazy. Yeah, um, they gave out 10,000 rifles, apparently. Now, I don't know if the rifles they gave out were to civilians or, you know, former IDF or reservists, or I'm not right. sure. But they gave out, like, only 10,000 rifles, to my knowledge, maybe more at by this point. Um, and they upped the, they upped the um, ammo count to 100 rounds. Which, which I think is ridiculous because, like, yesterday there's a Your school that I do. 
yeah, there's a school that I do security for every now and then. And I was talking to the director of the school as I was outside with my plate carrier on. And I had a my, my uh, Sunday school, so, you know, I'm not really that worried. But um, I just had my Ruger charger with a suppressor on it. I had a 30-round Glock mag and three more 30-round Glock mags. So, you know, that was 120 rounds right there. I had my Glock 19 with a 17-round plus one, so it was 18 plus 15. And I turned to her, I'm like, do you know right now I'm carrying more ammo just on me than people in Israel are allowed to own in their house? And she goes, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, it, it makes you wonder. It, it does. So, because, I mean, there, this is where we, you know, we, we get so used to thinking about having the 2A and fighting for the rights that we have now. We start looking at what happened over in Israel. I mean, we, we've heard of the atrocities that have happened. Um, things that I, I don't even want to think of happened that I've heard of. But yet, you know, they don't have a Second Amendment right. They, right. you know, this is why I, I like, I, it's going to sound really wrong and I don't mean it the way it's going to come out. This is, this is why we need to study recent events as well as historical events that come along 100%. with it. Right. Oh, um, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. If you, if you don't want, you know, what's the famous line? I'm going to butcher it because my head's not working. No, um, you got to learn from history. You're doomed to repeat it. Right. I mean, that's yeah. exactly, I mean, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. So, I mean, this is where we're talking about, you know, th this is this is really an argument that I've been having lately with people that have opposing views, right? I don't really have arguments. I have discussions. Uh, very rarely do they turn into arguments. Um, but it's, look, look at what has happened. That can't happen here. We have record numbers of people pouring over a border in the South. And they're right. not just from Central and South America. No, not at all. This could, this could happen. Yeah. Um, what's I heard yesterday that the sheriff in Ohio was talking about the FBI is like, we have more red flags going off now than 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I'm, this is I'm convinced. I'm, I'm convinced that war is coming to the streets of America. Um, I, don't, I don't know when it'll happen, but I am absolutely convinced that war is coming. Um, and it will be a bloody urban battle um, yeah. all across the streets of America. So, um, you know, it's, it's it, just all you can do is prepare. And that, that's the key, right, is prepare. Because... You know, one of the things, the one of the things about, you know, going through, you know, two, 2019 and 2020, one of the greatest things about that is we had record number of new gun owners. The problem with that is we had record number of new gun owners who got their, their, their gun and one box of ammo, <laughs> and they have no idea what to do with it. Right. Oh, well, the, that, that's right. Yeah. We you just owning the tools is not enough. I mean, I can, I can own a I can own a full mechanics set. Doesn't mean I can tear an engine apart, right? I mean, it's, right, we need to start. We need to start working with these these tools. The Second Amendment is a right, but it's also in a tool in a, in a, 
in its own, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, it's, we. A lot of people bought the guns to uh, panic buys. They feel like it's a magic talisman. They're like, oh, we have a gun now, so we're safe. But if you're not training, you're part of the problem still. So yeah, absolutely. And that's what you know. It that's where I really want. I want people to get involved. You know, I want you to get involved. I don't want to hear out of my dead cold hands. You know, I, I, I get it. I get the, I get the sentiment, but how many people are just out there saying it and they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, um, that's why I like that. We have so many really good organizations like we were talking about earlier. Look, I, am I the best speaker in the world? No, I, I can get along. Right. I, I've done public speaking and, but there are better people that are prepared to fight this stuff. I can, I can fight that fight locally and in within my state. When I get to a national level, that's above my head. I can't compete right. up there. That's why I have organizations that I can give money to that I've done research on and go, I believe in you people. Go fight the big fight. File the big lawsuits. Go right. after them. No, 100%. So, yeah. That's part I of think. our education is understanding – how to how to get our voice and how to get our voice out there. I agree. I agree hundred percent. And that's you know, it's what I've been trying to do in the Jewish world for seven years. It's been an uphill battle, but it's not a battle I'm willing to concede yet. Yeah, no, it's and not being not being a Jew, I, I can't I can't speak for that. It's just like I'm not a I'm not a black person in, you know, urban America. I can't speak to that, right? Right. Um, but that's where one thing, like I said before, it's going to sound, it's, it's going to come out where this is where it's going to come out really wrong. Um, recent events learn from recent events. We don't want them to happen, but it happened. They, and this, this event that has happened in Israel has spilled over into the U S into major 100%. arguments. So, Absolutely. Do you feel that maybe more Jews are, are, are maybe waking up to Second Amendment rights here in the U.S.? So I don't, I don't feel that they're waking up to Second Amendment rights. I feel that they're waking up and buying a gun. Um, that's what I've seen. Uh, I've taken a lot of people training, helping a lot of people purchase their first uh, firearms. Um, however, the notion of defending the two ways still it, it, to them, they're like, well, there's other people doing it, and that's the problem, right? It's, everyone thinks that there's someone else who's going to do it so they don't have to do it. And that's, that's one of my big things is really trying hard to get people involved in defense of the 2A. And if that means just supporting gun owners of America, Second Amendment Institute, um, you know, FPC, Second Amendment Foundation, that's at least doing something to defend your 2A rights. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of them are are not yet. So it, that's that's definitely that. I hate hearing that, right? Because I, I I mean that the two kind of they're not mutually, you know, um, they, they go together. You know, they, because of no. that right, you have the firearm. It's just Absolutely. I really want to get Absolutely. people to go beyond. I own a gun, so. Every gun owner is not a Second Amendment advocate. 
Right. So it, it, it took it took um, a very long time for Jews to even start waking up uh, to at least to buy guns. Let's prepare. So, you know, I hope it doesn't take another seven years for me to, you know, get it through their skulls to support the 2A. But, you know, as I keep on growing in the industry, it's giving me a lot more clout and backing that people will listen to me. So hopefully uh, I can spread the message. Awesome. Well, we've gone about 57 minutes here and we've gone into some really, really dark subject over the past half hour. Uh, let's lighten things up as we wrap up here. Um, I like okay. to go speed. <laughs> at the end, um, and uh, I, can't remember, I can't remember the questions I asked you last time, but we'll, we'll see if I can come up with some new ones and hopefully they're not duplicates. So let's do it. This or that questions, and then one thinking question. Okay. Nine millimeter or forty-five. Nine. Two 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 three or three oh eight. Two two three. Shotgun or an AR fifteen. Oh, AR fifteen any day. <laughs> I I kind of figured that one. Um, let's see here. Um. How about, hmm, I'm trying to think here, lever action or pump action? Lever action. Okay. So for your thinking question, I'm going to take you to the world's largest armory. And inside this armory has one of anything that has ever thrown a projectile. It could be anything from... And people, you already know. You you got it. <laughs> uh, God, I, that's, that's, my, that's that's my dream gun. I I know that's very cliche and everyone's favorite gun, but I mean I'm obsessed with the MP5. I love it. See, I had um, it's funny. I, I had an engagement one time, so I, I do I do IT work and cybersecurity for my day job. I did I did I did, I did an engagement one time that was. I worked with the police department. Okay. And I had actually, I had actually befriended the the SWAT team of this police department. And um, I got a chance, I got, I got a chance to go out with MP5s, the the real MP5s. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was fun. I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, that was, that, it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, I totally, I totally get the the MP5. I would love, I would love to have one myself. There's so, and that whole roller delay of the MP5 is just, it, it's just so, it's so smooth, so smooth. It's fantastic. It's my favorite. I love it. I want one. <laughs> so you heard it, man. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy day because you, you, you. T- we talked earlier. You got one crazy week. You kind of hinted yeah. at this week. I really appreciate you taking out some time to talk to us today. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. It's my pleasure. Awesome. I always enjoy talking to Yehuda. He is such a great guy. He's so fun to be around. Um, His energy, he just got this energy that is magnetic. And he has had an amazing year. I mean, he was on about a year ago. And um, the things that he has done in the past year has really pushed, you know, beyond my thoughts that he could do in a year. And he's the epitome of put your mind to it and it will happen. 
So definitely go check out Yehuda's books. And I have the link to his website down below. Super great guy. Puts out some really great stuff for the firearms community and a major supporter for the 2A movement. Now, if you like the work that I do here, please consider supporting me for free by shopping my affiliate links and banners at www.trb.fyi. What you do is you go there, you go to the partners and discounts, you find like Amazon, click on that, it'll take you right to Amazon and everything that you purchase through Amazon, small portion comes back to the channel to help me bring additional content. It's not going to cost you one penny more than you're already going to spend. Now, I did say discounts. There are discounts out there. Like we have discounts for, you know, my medic. Super great thing right there. Falco holsters. We also have um, Real Avid. You want to save some money on tools? Definitely go check out that partners and discounts. You click on that link, you go over, use the checkout code. I am going to save you money while you help me bring you content. Go check it out. Super great stuff. Really look forward to working with additional companies that I'm working with right now. Hopefully, we'll have even more discounts coming in the future. Now, if you're watching YouTube, click that video right there. That video is about the Short Action Customs Bravo Barrel Vice. Really love that thing. Did a great job on working on a barrel for me with an old Winchester. Check that thing out. Everybody else, there's a link down below. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there. Look forward to talking to you again soon.